It is Thursday, August the 6th, 2020. It's another day, another total lack of a witty open. This will probably foretell how this episode is going to progress. Or it'll be the complete opposite of that. This and so much more on Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? So normally when I uh, flub up vocally, I will leave that uh, in the show. Because it's funny. It exposes the host vulnerability, if you will. But uh, I literally started the show about five minutes ago, and I fucked up so many goddamn times I had to delete the two minutes that I had already recorded. Whoa. I mean, it was bad. I tried to say episode 27, the Carlton Fisk episode. He wore 27 when he was with the Red Sox for the non-local uninitiated folk. And I fucked up the name, Carlton Fisk, multiple times. And then I tried to say, we're off to a hot start. And I said, we are, we are off to a heart start at least three times. Arf. Like, that literally came out of my mouth. Man, oh man. I'm a fucking disaster. Oh, it's so bad. Anywho. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Episode 27. Fucking rolling, huh? About that. Um, not a ton, really, to talk about today. and Nothing that jumped out at me. A couple of things um, that I'll discuss. Uh, but, you know, nothing... Yeah, a couple... Uh, yeah, you know, there's a... Uh couple things, couple things, but, uh, first and foremost, <clears throat> I got my, um, uh, COVID test result that came on Tuesday. So you pull up, it takes three seconds to get the test. Then they tell you, Oh, it's going to be fucking seven to 14 days. I got it in two days. Granted, they fucked up the first one. I had to go back, but it took them two days. So I, you know, do I want to say, uh, you know, you're full of shit? Do I want to say, um, I don't know what I want to say, to be perfectly honest. I don't really think it's that big a deal. You know, they set reasonable expectations for you. Like, this could take a while. 
So be prepared. And then they smash those expectations by getting you a result in a couple days. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. So that's good news. Um, Have to call the doctor, make an appointment, and see what's going on with me as a whole. Um, But that's not very entertaining. So one of the things that popped up this morning that kind of drove me a little batty. Um, You know, I get my news, quote-unquote, from Twitter. Spend a lot of time on Twitter, so, you know, I see what's going on in the world. It's very, I think Twitter is an incredibly useful tool for for news, for breaking news. The problem with Twitter is that it's a cesspool, so you're going to get, you know, anytime there's any sort of actual news, the number of shitty people replying automatically within seconds is astounding. But, um... So one of the things that I saw was uh, Cameron Diaz has quit acting. Okay. Uh, But then, you know, the links to a variety of news sites. So all your big players... The CNNs, the Fox News, the uh, MSNBC, the variety of uh, network news, and I'm like, how how the fuck is this news? I mean, literally, it's just like people doing shit. And honestly, am I really supposed to care that Cameron Diaz has quit acting? I mean, honestly, good for her. She's married to one of the good Charlotte guys. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. One, that band was fucking horrifically bad. And uh two, I mean, just judging strictly covers here, uh they don't strike me as a match. But that's neither here nor there. That's not for me to judge. Uh congratulations to you both. Apparently they have a child together. Interesting. I always find it interesting when two weird people spawn. I say weird people. I don't fucking know them. What am I saying? Jesus Christ. But honestly, like, am I really supposed to give a fuck? Yeah, another piece of news was uh, Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa, who I didn't know until the other day was married to Lisa Bonet. Whoa. Didn't see that at all. Anyway. Uh, he gave her a gift uh, and restored, like, a 67 Mustang for her. Well, you know, again, how the media likes to portray, you know, f- famous people having money as news is odd. Don't get it. Um, but that was a news story, apparently, the other day. Not for me to judge, but uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, uh, you know. Another one was uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines are bringing their show back. Okay, well, they kind of have to. That's their 
livelihood in some way. They seem to actually, you know, work hard, do things. You know, Chip there uh, does shit with his hands, so, you know, he's actually working. Um, but, you know, you know that, that that's news, too? Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, fine, yeah, that's news. I mean, I've watched the show a couple of times. It is what it is. But honestly, uh, I don't care about actors who decide that they're simply not, that they're just going to retire, because that's really all Cameron Diaz is doing here. She decided to retire. And look, a lot of people used to be able to do that. And, you know, these people should be happy that they're still lucky enough to be able to do that and not work until they're 80 and then die on the job. So fuck off. It's not news. You know, some studio should give her a gold watch and tell her thank you. And that should be the end of it. No? I mean, what more to it is there? Famous people. Baffling. I don't get it. I've never got it. The obsession with them, I don't get it. You can like them for the work that they do, but to be like so obsessive over each and every little thing is odd. I find that odd. Now, so my cell phone is on the desk, and it was just ringing. I don't know who called. Probably nobody of any importance, but... um. I wonder if you could hear the vibrating in the uh, in the recording. I would hope not. That would be weird. Um, I've said um a lot today, haven't I? And I'm only nine minutes into the program. Boy, this is going to be a fucking long, awful show, man. Jesus. I'm going to get my shit together. I just haven't anything to really complain about lately. It's been weird. Yeah, hopefully I'm slowly progressing to actually getting a job. Um, Fingers crossed, knock on wood. I'm not going to knock too loudly here, but um, good prospect with a gig right now. So I'm hoping that uh, I actually get back to work, which could give me some more fodder for the program, which would be terrific. Um, One of the things that I did want to talk about briefly is that these uh, NFL players uh, opting out of the season again. And it seems to me that the people who give these guys shit for bailing out are, you know, the same people that think wearing a mask is worse than uh, COVID Uh, Because a post on Facebook from an account called something like, America is free. Or, uh, I'm too stupid to think science is real. Told them so, and are, you know, are are likely the ones getting on these guys for thinking about, you know, themselves or their family's health and bailing out. And as I I said this last week, I mean, I don't begrudge these guys at all. Because quite frankly, it's going to be a massive pain in the balls. Massive pain in the balls. All the fucking testing uh, that you have to do. There's going to be an issue during the season, probably with each and every club, I would imagine, where they're going to have a couple, you know, a guy or two that, you know, ends up testing positive. 
they're going to have, uh, you know, t- false positive tests and all, all kinds of fucking shit that really is probably going to get in the way of actually performing on the field. So I can see, I think there's about 60 guys that have bailed out. And I don't think that's a terrible number. I hope you all caught that big sniffle right there that I just, I I stepped back from the microphone, sniffled, came back. Um, but I don't, I don't begrudge them because it's a hassle. It's not going to allow you to actually concentrate on your craft and improve your game. I mean, it, it, it eventually it could get that way. I don't know. But my assumption is that in some parts of the country, and we've seen what, what's happened in baseball, you have one team, the Marlins, that have ruined it. Well, and the Cardinals, too. So I'm not going to just throw the, the Marlins completely under the bus, but the Cardinals did it, too. That have ruined it for other teams. So the fucking Marlins decide they're going to go to a strip club, and they end up with fucking 14 guys that get it. And then the Cardinals go to a casino and end up with like uh, I think it was about ten guys, eight or eight or nine guys that got it. And so to me, it's you're just being stupid and selfish. So the NFL has a history of players being stupid and selfish. The classic example is Eugene Robinson from the Falcons, but uh, the, you know the night before the Super Bowl gets busted with a hooker. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, but you know, I, I again, I don't see an issue with it. There are uh, there are people that do, people that are these rabid football fanatics for you know whatever club, whatever team I should say. And quite frankly, it's uh, I mean it's it's frightening that these guys are going to go on the field and perform for people who are this stupid. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? You know, to some, to these guys, it's a job, and that's exactly what it is. It's just that their job, the market for the job, is much higher than the market for your job or my job, which in, in this case is zero. I like to say that I'm working for the government currently, just not actually doing any work. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. So. I got some other, I got a couple other things that I want to touch on. Um, I also want to talk about gambling. Uh, The PGA uh, Championship is this weekend, the first major of the year. Very exciting. Here it is in fucking August, and it's the first major. Fuck you, coronavirus. Um, But yeah, take a a listen to this boring-ass commercial for this fucking terrible podcast host. Blech. The fucking commercial that I can't edit. Driving me nuts. So, one of the things that I just wanted to mention, um, the explosion in Beirut the other day. Holy fucking shit. Um, Honestly, that that thing was just... You know, I can say bananas, but um, if you if you saw that, 
and thought it, that it's anything other than an outright fucking tragedy, uh, please turn off my show and then fuck off. You know, it's an outright tragedy. You know, you got conspiracy theorists all over the place yelling and screaming about a variety of different things. It was uh, negligence on behalf of the uh, the port authority there in Beirut, the uh, the folks in charge of the city, the government negligence, outright, flat out, rampant negligence. Um, partnered with the um, just the the flat out um, I, I'm trying to find the right word here. The government in Lebanon for a long time has been awfully corrupt. So you know you have a lot of it, it's I, I hate to to just sort of slander the entire Middle East because it's not entirely accurate but um it's a mess it's a mess and beirut i remember growing up you know in the 80s and 90s beirut was like oh war-torn beirut and you know it it's improved i don't know exactly so i'm ignorant on that on that you know just how much it's improved but i know it has improved somewhat um, even though the government there is still incredibly corrupt. But the thing that kills me here, they knew, not just the government, but just multiple people knew, there were 2,700 tons of fucking fertilizer in this warehouse, which is just fucking asking for trouble. The whole backstory of how it got there blew my fucking mind. I'm not an expert at all when it comes to, um, you know, cargo ship ownership, maritime law, et cetera, et cetera. Very exciting segment of the show here. But how somebody can just fucking get away with abandoning a ship and, uh, and leaving 2,700 tons of fertilizer behind is astonishing. Like, the owner of that ship needs to be fucking brought up on some sort of charge here. Along with everybody in charge of that warehouse, the government, etc. It should be a fucking laundry list of people. Because, holy fuck, that city is torn to shit. And the videos that have come out have just been unbelievable. Just fucking crazy. Um... So if you have, I think it's the Lebanese Red Cross is a place to donate. I know that there's a Lebanese uh, food bank charity that I think was overwhelmed yesterday um, from people trying to donate. So, um, you know, do your part, please. I think it would be nice. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure a little goes a long way. But uh, yeah, holy fuck. Just it was just a. A crazy day seeing all that shit. I also, I read that the uh, Timothy McVeigh Oklahoma City bombing, when when that dude parked a van 
in front of the building, that was uh, 1.5 tons of fertilizer, and it blew off half the building. This place had 2,700 tons. I saw something on Instagram of a, apparently it was like a six-mile blast radius. And somebody put, um, you know, a six-mile ring around the city of Boston. I mean, this thing would have gone into Somerville, uh, Brookline, south of the city to um, Dorchester. Fucking wild. Anyway, let's move on from one shitty topic. Not shitty, but let's move on from one sad topic to another sad topic. Uh, loyal listener Brian, who has become um, almost a de facto show producer here. Um, he's provided a ton of content, so thank you, Brian. It's appreciated. Slow it the fuck down, but it's appreciated. Thank you. Um, he shared with me on Twitter... Um, a tweet from a young woman who is a uh, professional golfer. And she had tweeted out, Brian is a big golfer and he tweets, I mean, he follows a lot of golfers and golf companies. And uh, Brian loves to tag me on Instagram to try to win free golf shit. It's, a, it's an interesting play. But again, thank you. So... He he tags me in a in a post that this young that this kid um, uh, put up about somebody who who made eight accounts on Twitter and Instagram just to harass her before ten a.m. I mean, one. It's it's fucked up. That's a given. Two, why Brian would think I'm some sort of uh, psychologist is interesting. But it goes within the, the framework of the program here, which is anything goes pretty much. So I've talked about dudes being shitty uh, on social media. I've never really talked about women on social media. My thing has always been if you're a woman of any regard... Or if you just have a pulse. I don't see why you'd want to attract what I imagine to be rampant, unwanted attention via social media. And it really fucking sucks that there are so many shitty dudes on social media that are going to harass kids like this. Who are literally just trying to promote themselves, promote their their brand, promote their sponsors, whoever. Um, without being fucking harassed constantly. So, you know, Brian was nice enough to share with, with the Twitter feed complaints pod. Um, and as I mentioned to him, I said, look, there are a fucking ton of layers to unfold here. And as I said, I'm not a psychologist or anything, so I wouldn't even know where to begin. But... It goes back to what I said before. Dudes, single dudes, dudes in general, uh, are just shitty. 
and I, I'm more than happy to blanket all dudes uh, within that. I like to think that I've never been shitty, but I don't know that. I, I don't, I'm not in the shoes of, of women that I've talked to over the course of the last 40 years. I don't fucking know. I could have said something that a woman didn't like, and I'm not aware of it. Doesn't mean I wasn't shitty. I don't think I was. I'm fairly confident that I've never done something like that. In fact, I know I never done something like, like this fucking guy. I assume it's a guy. Not sure. But, uh, you know, and I, I just, I can't get, I can't wrap my head around guys that keep doing shit like this. I know I've talked about this on the show before, but it was more about just sliding into DMs and not outright criminal harassment. Like, this guy is either a total piece of shit or legitimately mentally ill. Either way, it's not safe for this kid, for this girl, at all. Um, and it, it just, it's all, it's almost as if there are so many guys who seem to think that they're entitled to do these kinds of things just because a woman is on social media. Where does that entitlement come from? See, this goes back to what I said to Brian originally. There are way too many fucking layers here. Way too many. None of which I am at all educated enough to talk about other than to just say, what the fuck? But the entitlement has to come from somewhere. Like, is that a learned trait? Are they taught that entitlement at, at some point that they feel the need to do these kinds of things to these people? And what does that say for this person's self-worth that they they think that the only way that they can get through to a person uh, like this young lady is to harass the fuck out of her? Like there has to be a serious like self-confidence problem. You know, it's probably the type of person that isn't going to, uh, you know, simply say hello to someone and try to strike up a conversation about anything. Because my assumption is that, you know, they're going to believe that they're entitled to whatever it is that they're trying to uh, obtain. And in this case, this this person, again, who I assume is a guy, is uh, is going to harass this golfer because he seems to think that he's entitled to her attention. And it, it's just so fucking stupid. Honestly, it, that's really what it is. It's fucking stupid. The other layer is that, you know, what, what sort of, um, I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but what, what could this girl do to stop this from happening? Now, the tweet that that Brian shared with me was she had, uh she had tagged Twitter and Instagram on Twitter and said, what the fuck? She didn't say that, but you know, more or less. What responsibility do those two companies have? I mean, look, Instagram 
that nothing's going to come of that. Uh, Facebook is the fucking worst. Twitter is a little bit better, but not by much. The point that she made is that there has to be some kind of algorithm that could be built out to prevent this kind of crap. That if, you know, if an IP address is creating multiple accounts, targeting this one particular account, that should be it. That IP address should be banned. There are ways around it, of course, for the tech-savvy folks, but again, there has to be something in place. If, if, if one person screams about it, no one's going to hear it. If multiple people scream about it, maybe they'll hear something. Um, if thousands and thousands of people scream about it, something's going to get done. Will it ever happen? Probably not. Why? Because it makes the platforms look bad. And in one case, Instagram slash Facebook, they don't care about their users at all. All they care about is dollars and cents. And again, it's well within their right to think that way. That's fine. I don't begrudge them for making money. I begrudge them for the way that they make money. Ugh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting just talking about it. Imagine being in that girl's shoes where she has to fucking deal with that shit every day. Every day. If I'm her, I am, you know, as stupid as this sounds, and it's, honestly, this is not what, she shouldn't have to do fucking anything. Nothing. But I mean, shit. Just, I would make my professional account strictly that. Turn off all your fucking, uh, all your replies and all your, just turn everything off so you never see anything. You post shit about, hey, I'm here. Here, I scored, I shot this today. Hey, try this product. Hey, try this product, et cetera, et cetera. Here's a picture of me doing this. That's it. Because, fuck, I can't imagine. I can't imagine having to deal with that all the time. God damn. It's awful. And I I feel terrible for these kinds of things. I mean, she's a kid. This girl's literally a kid. She can't be any older than 23, 24. I don't know, something like that. But, fuck. Ugh. All right, too many serious topics for today. That's two is two is enough. Uh, let's get to some dumb shit. All right. Um, the PGA Championship is this weekend. Very exciting. As I said, the first major of the year. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I have played more golf this summer than I think I ever have, so it's uh, it's good. I'm pleased um, with the amount of golf that I've played. And uh, I'm also pleased with uh, 
the amount of golf that I've watched. I think golf has been 10 times better without the fans. You know, it's probably not so good for the players. However, um, it's been it's been fun. So my phone is currently uh, blowing up. Um, gamble chat uh, with a couple of my gambling buddies, uh, Scott Banksley, Jackie Paisley Jr. Um, we're going to start doing a segment on the show where uh, we talk about uh, lock of the week or lock of the weekend. Uh, from Jackie Paisley Jr. It's his real name, Jackie Paisley Jr. Uh, anyways, going, we'll get to that in a second. I want to go back to golf. So, the numbers on on for the golf tournament are huge, and I am loving Webb Simpson this weekend. Loving Webb Simpson. One, I find his name funny. Webb Simpson. I think it's funny. Two, he's playing good golf. He's either number three or number four in the world right now. But uh, terrific player. It's his time. I say go out and win. Now, I got him to win the tournament at plus 2,700. Um, so bet 10 bucks, win 270, good stuff. Um, I also, I like, uh, like him to finish at least in the top 10. So I got that at plus 260. So my other bets here, I got, uh, Patrick Cantlay, top 10 finish uh, at plus 210. Uh, Harris English uh, is my, uh, super long shot to win at plus 14,000. So let's let's go, Harris English. Uh, good numbers. He's been playing well. Uh, another long shot, Abraham Answer. Uh, at plus thirty seven hundred. That's not bad. I kind of like that bet, but we'll see. Uh, and then you know, obscure bet. I've got Cameron Champ um, to finish in the top twenty at plus three seventy. So good stuff. I think all around, I think it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, now, made all these bets before I knew that apparently this fucking golf course has some weird kind of grass. I've I've chosen to ignore it uh, because, quite frankly, I don't want to look too far into it um, because it'll drive me fucking crazy. So I've ignored it. And I'm going to continue to ignore it until the weekend. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, gambling, again, I've mentioned this before. I enjoy it. Um, I did well last week, so we'll see. Uh, DraftKings, New Hampshire, love it. Completely legal. Good stuff. Anyways, this brings us to a new segment on the show, Lock of the Week, from, uh, Jackie Paisley Jr., um, uh, Jackie likes to say that he's a, a UFC expert. Um, you'll see, you know, as this rolls on, you'll see that, uh, 
that uh, Mr. Paisley is, you know, he's not that good. But it, it's funny to say this is the uh, Jackie Paisley Jr. lock of the week. Uh, there is a UFC event Saturday night. Uh, Jackie has provided me with a parlay, $10 parlay to win $91.43. It's $91.43. Uh, Justin Janes at plus 110. Andrew Sanchez at plus 130. And old man Tim Means back in the fucking octagon at plus 110. So three, you know, reasonable underdogs. Do with that as you will. Uh, I do like Tim Means. It's a low number. Um, and Sanchez, I'm not familiar with, uh, Jane's, I was looking at his numbers. He knocks guys out. So that could just be, Hey, you hope you get lucky. But again, another small number one ten. That's not bad. I'm curious to see where these numbers go from here, uh, as we get closer to the weekend, but, uh, one can never tell who knows, but listen, you know, we're going to talk gambling on the show because I enjoy it. Uh, I have no fucking earthly clue what I'm doing nine times out of ten. Uh, my gut tends to get in the way uh, of my brain on occasion. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Hopefully I do well this weekend. That'd be great. Webb Simpson, man, I need you. I need you, Webb Simpson. Come through for me. You know, I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are thinking Webb Simpson this weekend as well. Uh, looking at the early numbers here from guys that have already teed off, Scotty Scheffler, Scotty fucking Scheffler. Somebody mentioned that on a site that I use, Scotty Scheffler, already three under through four holes, motherfucker. And this kid's number was fucking low. It's probably, I don't think I'll be able to find it now, but God Yeah, they took them all off the board already since they've teed off. Fuck. Man. Scotty Scheffler. There's no way he'll keep that up, but still. Let's see if anybody early on has really flubbed up. Oh, nobody. A couple guys, two over. Kistner. Two bogeys. Two straight bogeys to open. Uh, I don't really see anything else that's jumping out at me in terms of uh, Patrick Cantlay, three pars. That works. I'll take it. We got guys teeing off here shortly. Uh, whoop. And a bogey for Scotty Scheffler. Thank Christ. <laughs> oh, boy. Live leaderboard reaction here on Complaints and Observations. Huh? Don't you love that? It's boring. This is a boring podcast. No, nah, not entirely. I was telling my uh, my gambling friends at once... Uh, once we move here in a, in a couple months, probably I have a better setup uh, for guests. I'm going to try to have as many. I, I have a handful of people in mind. Uh, I want to get my dear friend Evan on the show to talk about a, a bunch of different things. He's just uh, honestly one of the smartest people I've ever met. So uh, I want to get him on the show to talk about a bunch of shit um, and then talk about dumb shit with, with other people too. So, uh, that's what the show is about. And again, I've said this a thousand times. If you want to talk dumb shit, this is the place to do it. There's no other podcast that's going to take themselves less seriously than this one. So if you have dumb shit you want to talk about, you want to be on the show, let's fucking do it. You know, and I'm serious. Let's make this happen. You know, it'd be fun. Let's have some fun. 
Let's make podcasts fun again. That was fucking terrible. And I hate myself for saying it. And I I did the raspberry there and then kind of choked. So I deserved it. Um, that's it for the episode. Episode 27. Moving right the fuck along. I got to think of an old Red Sox player that wore 28. I want to say Troy O'Leary, but I don't think that's right. Uh, we'll get to that on Monday. But listen, have yourselves a terrific weekend. Enjoy the golf or enjoy anything else that you might do. Uh, if you happen to watch a television show or a movie, please don't fucking tell me about it. I don't care. Um, but take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.